there, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Steel Podcast. This is your host, Sarah Apgar. And today we're riffing with beautiful Fit Fighter friends and family on all topics related to finding your inner steel. We're sharing experiences, family, work ethic, teams, training, truisms. In other words, we're picking up what you're putting down, family, and celebrating the power of strength, spirit, and service in our lives. All right. Hey, Fit Fighter family, and welcome to the sixth edition of the Steelcast. I'm so psyched to have you back with us, and we have an extremely special guest today. Her name is Melissa Christian, and she is currently the Vice President of Global Brand and Category Marketing at Dick's Sporting Goods, which, as you guys know, is a really important and foundational partner for the Fit Fighter brand and for me as an entrepreneur and a woman in business and a company that just is so aligned philosophically with Fit Fighter and what we do. And so this is really exciting for me to have this conversation and represent our partnership and really talk about some of the most important mainstream topics around around young people, athletes, um, strength, and all the things that, that we represent together. So, Melissa, welcome to the Steelcast, and thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about all those things that you just listed, too, because they're passions of mine. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I know it's really easy when you get together with someone who has as much energy as you do about all the exact same stuff. Um, awesome. So let's dive right in. And we're we're not going to do the complete bio as audience knows, but we'll we'll I do want to get a cliff's notes on the Melissa Christian journey to where you are today at Six Sporting Goods and the things that you work on and are passionate about. So really starting from your childhood, you know, where you're from, any juicy stuff about family, and just carry us through some of the highlights of your personal upbringing through to your professional career now in a couple of minutes. And then we're going to go deep dive some of those, uh, some of those nuggets. All right. Um, absolutely. Sounds good. Well, I'm sitting here from Pittsburgh, which is where Dick's Sporting Goods is headquartered, and it's actually not um, too far from where I grew up. So I'm from a very rural town, about 30 minutes or 30 miles outside of Pittsburgh, and I always tell people I'm from a place that has no red lights and everyone knows everyone. Um, and, you know, my dad was a coal miner turned woodshop teacher. My mom was a school nurse, so just an amazing family to come from and had a wonderful childhood. Um, Swimming was an early part of my life and sports was an early part of my life. And that's really what propelled me out of my small town. I always tell people it was a place that you could get very comfortable in, but you may have a narrow view of the world as a result. But swimming introduced me to so many different people. Um, I actually swam with an all boys boarding school that was in my town. So I met boys and student athletes from all over the country, even all over the world and traveled for swim meets across the country. And that made me want to go to college away from home. And um, I went to Dartmouth College uh, for undergrad, largely because I thought of schools that seemed like a cool place to, to live, exciting, but that I could swim at. And I feel that totally changed the trajectory of my life, hands down, um, you know, coming from such a small high school class where, you know, I would say a minority of my classmates went to college. Um, I had just so many eye-opening experiences when I entered a culture like Dartmouth that was so different than what I had known. 
Um, but it led me to my first job in my career journey that is completely different than what I'm doing now. I started my career working on Wall Street in investment banking, advising industrial and transportation companies. So I have gone from like advising the cargo shipping companies of the world to now working in such a, a fun, not to say that's not fun, but a fun and exciting industry like sporting goods retail. Um, but I really enjoyed um, all of the lessons I learned while I was in New York working in Wall Street, both in terms of, I always say my the best lesson I learned was to choose jobs and roles, not only on what you're going to do in your job, but by the people you will be surrounded by and who you want to learn from. And I thought that um, that's part of how I ended up in an industrials group within the bank I was at. Um, but it's really served me well in my career. And then also just the money and finance of business, which I appreciate that understanding and, and I hope also helps me in my role today, which isn't really financially focused, but having that understanding I think is really helpful. Um, so I went to business school with a, a hope to get out of, of corporate finance and also try and get back to home, which is Pittsburgh. And that's how I found exporting goods. I always tell people in business school, I still didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. So I was looking for a job that gave me optionality. Um, and I just wanted it to be exciting and fun. And when I was at parties, people knew what I did. Because when I did investment banking, a lot of people didn't understand it. And I was so, I just was kind of tired about it. I wanted people to get excited by what I was doing and also for me to be excited by what I was doing. Um, so I, I came here and it's been such a blast ever since I joined the company. I served as an intern and it's funny, Sarah, my entire career at Dick's Sporting Goods has been informed by that intern project. My, my prompt was how can we better serve the female consumer? And I was extremely passionate about that. I think I, you present to the CEO of the company at the end of that internship and I think he could feel my passion. And that uh, identity has, has followed me everywhere I have gone since um, I've been at the company for seven years with a few different roles in marketing, also working with our CEO for a couple of years in um, like a junior chief of staff type role and now uh, overseeing brand marketing and then our women, our, our athletic apparel and footwear and outdoor apparel businesses. So it's been, it's been a fun ride. Wow, such a mouthful. And, you know, I was just thinking you have such a great, you set such a great example and your point about like going to business school and still not knowing what you want to be when you grow up in um, that really reflects our last, our guests actually on our previous show, who have just written a book called The Little Book to Land Your Dream Job. And one of the things they talk about on that show, uh, or in their book is this that we need to stop thinking about careers as something finite that has, you know, sort of goes from A to B, but something that is just fluid and has fluidity to it. And where you do sort of pull these experiences and threads, you know, from each experience and carry them into the next. And you sort of, you know, how important that is for people to reframe. And I feel like you're setting a great example for those sort of young entrepreneurs out there, you know, of that, of that exact um, path that you've followed. And then within Dick's Sporting Goods in the last seven years, as you just noted. So I, I love that description. You did a great job of sort of your life in a, in a, um, in five, you know, so, um, 
So thank you for that. And one thing I want to now sort of zoom way into is your experience as a swimmer, your experience as an athlete, and now your support of other athletes as well. And I'd love to hear more about, you know, that journey in sport with your sport. It sounds like you, you know, you had a sport that you focused on from pretty young age and carried that all the way through college. Um, what are the core lessons that's taught you who have been mentors or coaches along the way who have been especially impactful? Um, and, you know, tell us about that, the, the power of that experience for you. Absolutely. I always tell people my, my entire self-identity was a swimmer for the majority of my life. It played such a big role in who I was and who I am today. Um, and it started with, I just wanted to do what my big sister did. And she was joining the swim teams. So I was like, okay, me too. Um, so I followed in her footsteps, which, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate she's a great role model to follow in. But um, I think swimming very early on, even when I was six, when I started, I had a coach, his name's Mr. Bauer. He was my coach throughout my entire childhood until I graduated from high school. He was an incredible role model to me, um, largely when it comes to the thought of hard work and grit and determination. If I think back to the expectations he set on us, even when we were really young, and I would say there were there was a group of us who I think, you know, we had we showed talent at an early age. So I, I never went to the Olympics, but I was, you know, I was a pretty good swimmer. Obviously, it got me to the college level. Um, but he really spent a lot of time and a lot of focus on us. And we had a really high standard. And he, I'm not sure how he struck this balance of being really tough and giving us a lot of tough love. And, and even some of the things he would say to me, I'm like, wow, if someone heard that, they may feel that that was, was that okay? Were you comfortable with that? But always felt so safe and supported in the culture that he created, but saying, you know, you need, you need to keep going. He would say things to me like, um, if I was sick one day and wanted to get out of practice, you, you can get out. But when you get second at the biggest race of your life. Just remember this day when you were eight and you left practice and it was like, okay, I'll stay in, I'll push through. Um, and, and he would bring that up sometimes when I got second, he's like, it was from that time you got out of practice 10 years ago. Um, but I so appreciated his, his role model in that respect. And I think it has carried through a lot of situations where I felt uncomfortable, even I mentioned like going to Dartmouth, an institution like that was so different than the educational background I had. I definitely felt um, not quite prepared in some instances. You know, I went to school thinking I, I wanted to work for the CIA and, and learn how to speak Chinese. I took one Chinese class and I was like, I'm not sure this is for me, but I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna figure out what is for me here. And, and continue. And I think it's absolutely from Mr. Bauer's influence. And, um, and also my teammates, just seeing so many, um, both girls and boys who were so committed to the sport and really helped raise me up in it um, was, was just an incredible opportunity. And I keep coming back to the people you surround yourself with matter so much, both professionally, but I'm really grateful that the sport of swimming had me surrounded by really good kids throughout my entire childhood. Um, I had good friends, we're still really close. They've all done really awesome things in their life. And I feel really fortunate in that sport provided that for me that I would have never really expected, especially while I was living in it. 
Yeah, well, I loved hearing about that coach and especially about, you know, I, I think I, I always tell people in my military experience, a very similar where you, I, I always had, you know, that drill sergeant um, sort of experience with certain commanders that had stylistically, you know, that, that sort of style that people I think feel like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. But you're like, actually, you know what, that's not so different from just like a really strong coach or a mentor who's very direct with you or someone who, you know, and when they share, when they also show that love and that safety that you described and the fact that unconditionally they're also there to support you, like that it does feel like that, that beautiful combination that also, you know, that lets us push our limits and achieve, you know, big things. Yeah. So I love that, that, like, I loved your focus on that, um, on that part of the you know, description of that mentor for you. Um, I'd love to to talk a little bit more about, you know, when we think about young women and when we think about women athletes, you know, you had this incredible fortune of sort of, you know, getting into a sport, really loving it and having sort of that great support. And, you know, I, I sense that kind of out there in the world, if that's not something that young women are given immediately, you know, that opportunity that sometimes that can be a real struggle and you can, you do sort of flap around a little bit, you know, and you do sort of deal with kind of all of the, the ins and outs of being, you know, a young girl growing up. And I wondered, you know, what is like, given sort of like that atmosphere, you know, Tell us more about like some of your focus at Dick Sporting Goods with your women's initiative that I read was way back in 2014-15 is when you first got involved in that. Sounds like that thread has carried through. I'd love to hear about that initiative and everything that's happened in the six years since then and what you're working on right now to sort of spearhead support for young women athletes, um, you know, as a, as a company and as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this will be one if I don't do the Cliff Notes version, you'll have to you'll have to stop me because I could talk forever <laughs> about the work. Um, I'm just so yeah. proud of the work that Dick Sporting Goods is doing, and it's work that I'm I'm so grateful to be a part of. But there are so many people who play a role in it. Um, a lot of our female leaders, but there are a ton of men at our company who are equally, if not more, passionate about this, which is really exciting. But we absolutely see in our research and in talking to customers exactly what you describe around um, girls either not getting into sports um, or once they get in, they don't stick with it. And it can be for a myriad of, of different reasons. I think the reality is girls just face some different pressures or expectations than, than their boys do. And we see them falling out of sports for reasons that vary from maybe my friends aren't doing it, so I don't know that I wanna do it, to I, I can't get the transportation to get to a practice, so I, it's just too much of a hurdle, which is actually something we also hear on, on the male side, to just body image, um, you know, concerns, not really feeling comfortable in their space. So we um, think about just the complex realities that girls are facing. And then what can we do as one of the leaders within the sports industry to help alleviate some of them? And we've, we've attacked it in a few different ways. Um, you know, our brand belief is that we believe sports make people better. And that's why we're so passionate about ensuring that all youth, regardless of gender, have access to sport. But then specifically given um, the complexities I just talked about for girls, we have a few special initiatives that are in place to reach her. 
Um, one that I'm really excited about uh, is uh, a sports bra program that we've created called, and we're donating over 100,000 sports bras to girls in need. And I love this for a few different reasons. And I get really passionate about this and that um, coming out of some marketing work we did, we had an insight that the sports bra is actually a piece of equipment and we never talk about it. Um, we think about equipment as cleats or pads or even uniforms, but for a girl to be able to compete, to move, she needs a sports bra, but it's never issued in team gear. And some girls just can't afford that. And that's where they may feel self-conscious if they, if they, you know, don't have what they need. So I'm really excited about that. We talk a lot about getting the respect for the sports bra needs. Um, it is not intimate apparel. And I just think that there's so many different layers to that program, to talking to girls, to say it's okay to talk about sports bras, to talk about fit, to, and even just to articulate needs, even if it, that is a need. Um, so we have brought that to the road. We have a Sports Matter truck, and Sports Matter is a program run by the Dick Sporting Goods Foundation. And we have started our gifting of sports bras this summer, as well as other equipment specifically for girls programs, um, which is really exciting. And that's just one example of something we're doing. Um, you know, I mentioned the foundation. We, the team over there does incredible work. One of the programs I'm, I'm really proud of is an initiative that they're partnering on with the U.S. Soccer Foundation, where we've actually committed $5 million for the uh, United for Girls initiative. And that's just creating safe spaces for girls to play soccer. So truly just building pitches, making sure that it's a space for girls, designed for girls. I'm sure a lot of us who are female athletes have changed in boys' locker rooms or, or have had to deal with boys' facilities. And we're probably grateful we get to play, but when you're able to build something specific for women and girls, it's really special. So um, there's a really great partnership with the U.S. Soccer Foundation on that regard. Um, I'm trying, there are so many other things. Um, we're also a partner of USA Softball, which I think, especially coming off the Olympics, we have such an incredible asset within many of our women's sports teams. So for our company to be able to support one um, as their official sporting goods retail sponsor, it's, it's really special. And I think in my eyes, one of the things that makes it such an incredible effort is we talk a lot about, and this is not an original line, but you need to see her to be her. And as, as a company who has resources, obviously not to, to fill all of the disparity within women's sports, um, but to be able to put that to work sometimes with a partnership like a USA Softball to make sure that little girls can see and, and have visibility to the women who have reached the pinnacle of their sport is really exciting and something that, you know, makes me very proud of. Yeah. I think going, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and stop. I, I chose a few <laughs> of my favorites. I think yeah, I think that we're doing, but <laughs> there's a lot yeah, going no. on. 100%. Yeah, 100%. No, thanks. I mean, I'm going to totally touch on a couple, like asking more questions about a couple of those. That's that's, great. that's a great summary of, of a few of the really key initiatives and kind of what they represent and why you chose them. And I think, you know, I'm so research driven as well when it comes to the evidence based around, you know, why, why we should be doing things and what really mm -hmm. matters. And so I loved hearing that. And, you know, one of the things I was, I was thinking about, as you mentioned, you know, obviously that you know, Dick Sporting Goods has, you know, as a as a company, you have a, an ability to impact a very, very broad level, you know, very mainstream mm -hmm. globally sort of get your voice out there. 
And I think a lot about how if you zoom into the micro level of like communities and parents Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, all of us just living our lives as normal people as part of families and communities, what we can do as little things to impact these issues that we're talking about so Mm -hmm. that, you know, we can really feel like on a day-to-day basis, like we're, we're really making progress here. And I was curious, like having spent so much time on this issue, been out there with girls, what are sort of like the top three things that like our audience can do, you know, as they're listening and thinking about this and they probably have young daughters, um, not just like, hey, I'm going to put my daughter in sports and make sure, you know, but like on a community level, like what comes to mind for you in that area? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I think there are a couple things. One is simple and it's basic. Just remove any hurdles or barriers that you have the power to, to influence, right? I talked about transportation as something that is an issue for, for a lot of youth, again, regardless of gender. Ha- you know, how can you help out with that, whether it's a neighbor or, or a niece or a nephew, just to make sure that they can participate in sport. But everything to don't settle for anything less than the best. So, you know, we at Dick Sporting Goods get a lot of emails and calls about, hey, I'm, I'm, I need to buy this for my daughter or, you know, niece, and I can't find it. Why is this product not available? And, you know, sometimes for us, that's like, hey, we should be, we should be building a better assortment in that area. Sometimes that translates to us going to our vendor partners who just are not producing the product and advocating on behalf of our customers since we have that closer relationship to them to say, hey, fill in the blank national brand, you you need to be building this female specific product. And so I think, again, it just comes back, don't settle or don't assume something is status quo and just will never change, use the voice because you do have a voice as um, a parent, as an advocate, as a consumer, and make sure that people, um, you know, hear what you have to say. And I think that will tremendously help girls. I know it's something that, you know, we really are motivated by. We love to, to understand what needs are. And we so appreciate that our consumer brings that voice. So I think that's one thing. The other is, Um, Just think about how you're spending your time and your wallet, you know, watch women's sports, buy, buy the US women's national team jersey, even if it's not at Dick's Sporting Goods, so it'd be lovely if you did, but just truly support women and put your money where your heart is. And I think, um, you know, I, I know a lot of female athletes, former female athletes, who probably don't spend a lot of time there. And it's not because they're not interested. It's just life is crazy and life is busy. But I think if this is something you're really passionate about, really trying to to spend your time, spend your money supporting women in sports. And not only will that help with um, what I consider the business of sport, but again, I to see her to be her. I think even though you may be thinking, oh, I don't know if I want to support the professionals or you know the college level athletes, that is in fact, driving participation and inspiration at the youth level. So do not discount it and know that it has really quite a powerful ripple effect. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about the status quo comments and best example I can think of from the past year was the US or the NCAA women's basketball tournament debacle. So for any uh, listeners who, who don't know what happened, one of the players um, 
posted a picture on social media of the women's weight room at the at the bubble for the tournament and compared it to the men's weight room at the tournament and the disparity was just unbelievable i mean it it you can't even call it a weight room what these elite athletes were asked to to use for training facilities um and again a lot of people you know myself included i saw this like what can we do as a leader within the sporting goods industry what can dick sporting goods do and we sprung into action pulled what what equipment can we send have ready um to to do there so again one player using her voice that caught fire you know we saw it through wnba players who were posting about it um so just never underestimate what one one red flag can really do Wow, so powerful. I'm literally sitting here with goosebumps. You can like see them, my arm hair, um, because I totally agree on that, um, that example. And, you know, the other one of the other threads I've been following really carefully and closely is with women's gymnastics in general, the movement and women's gymnastics, you know, yeah. as it started, of course, there was some, you know, scandal that sort of spawned some of the voices that have risen up. But I've just found as a former gymnast, like that was my childhood sport. And so I've just been really inspired by seeing those young gymnasts just, you know, go on Instagram, stand up in the courtroom, use their voices, show that they, that, you know, this amazing, like Chelsea Memel, you know, as sort of her comeback with her, you know, in her mid thirties with two kids, you know, to some of the sort of age, you know, sort of creeping up as the average age, like there's so many cool things that have been done, like, and, and not, you know, to your point, like by athletes who, didn't start with these huge, these are not, you know, NBA players that everyone sort of knows, you know, their name, the cover of, of, you know, Sports Illustrated or on ESPN. These are, these were like relatively unknowns and have mm -hmm. just like created this overwhelming movement. So yeah, I thought that was a, I think that's a great example you used. And that's sort of another one that I've been thinking a lot about. Is there anything that's really, you know, in your, in your work, in your research, like, has what has surprised you the most like have there been and these can be like story you know inspirational stories or like pieces of research that might we might be able to leverage or like mm -hmm. you know like have there been a, things that really surprised you either like could be in a bad way or could be in a great way that we can sort of like latch on to as things to you know help us continue to sort of move things forward oh that's a that's a good one um there are, I think every day there are both good surprises and bad surprises. So from, from a data standpoint, I will share the statistic that really is always in the back of my mind. And I think in the back of a lot of, of my team and mates and colleagues' minds is the fact that by the age of 14, girls drop out of sport at two times the rate of boys. So right there, like that's our, that's wow. what we are trying to solve um, through our efforts. And we're thinking about how all of the work, especially those things I listed off a few moments ago, are we chipping away at that? Because it's just not right. And that's um, a lot of the, the barriers or reasons for that that I um, articulated earlier come through that research. Because of course you see that and then you say, why? Why is this happening? Um, so that's definitely a data point. If you need to be motivated to, to, to help support girls sports, I think that should be one that, that hopefully makes you want to get up and do something. 
Um, but then I will say that it's the qualitative, um, you know, whether it's a, a, a letter from a customer or a note about an experience in store that also gets us really quite passionate. We had an, ex an experience about a year ago where um, we had a little girl go into a competitor store looking to buy the Elena Deladon basketball shoe. And she asked um, an employee at the other retailer if they carried it and he didn't know who Elena Deladon was. And then when she explained, he said, wow, women's sports, I'd rather watch paint dry. That I'm sure you're probably getting goosebumps of a different kind right now. Just knowing that that is um, something that some people believe and that this very impressionable 12 year old girl had to experience that. What I love about her is here's another example of someone using her voice. She wrote a blog article about it. And um, you know she had also come to Dick's Sporting Goods. So we were a part of the story, but um, Elena Deladon and us came together to try and make sure that we could one, ensure she knew that women's sports does matter um, and that people are listening to her and she has a voice and she's actually part of our, our women's, or we call it our girls power panel where we have, Dick Sporting Goods has, has asked girls across the ages of 13 to 17 who represent different sports to be advisors to us because they know what's going on in the world of youth sports and, and how girls are experiencing it. And um, you know, this, this little girl was the very first one that we named to that panel because we were so impressed by her maturity and how she took this, this negative experience and turned it into a positive, even with that other retailer. So um, you know, it's just really inspiring. And then I'll use another example about um, a marketing campaign that we actually have in market right now. Um, if anyone watched the Olympics, they may have seen our ad called There She Is, and it's it's this beautiful film um, to the, the 1955, song, 1955 air song, There She Is, Miss America. But I have been so surprised, Sarah, by the number of um, calls and emails we have gotten from women who are 60 years or older saying that, you know, they were young women when this song was, was first out or prominent and that they just didn't feel seen or recognized. And I just get goosebumps thinking about, we created this ad thinking about inspiring youth athletes, but then to have these, you know, older, more mature, wiser women reaching out to us and just saying the impact it has had on them is so inspirational. I think it's a reminder to all of us that um, sport transcends so many things. It transcends age, it transcends race, it transcends political views. And that's why I think it's one of just the most exciting areas to work in. Um, and there's just so much to be inspired by every day at Dick's Sporting Goods and, and in the role that I, I'm so grateful to have. Yeah, wow, love the, um, yeah, love some of those examples. And, and I think that it is those daily anecdotal stories that, you know, keep us going and just like, you know, and, and that storytelling, I think is really important. So I love that, you know, our listeners are getting a few of those from your seat since you are getting those customers writing in. And by the way, if you are listening, like clearly like somebody at Dick's Sporting Goods is reading mail and taking phone calls because Melissa has just like given us, you know, three or four great examples of that. So that's a great, great lesson. Um, let's, let's flood the phones and, you know, send, send all those good messages that you can leverage. Um, so two more quick questions as we wrap up. The first one is, 
Um, it's sort of like for, for fun, you know, real challenge. Like I, I think about a lot and I'm actually, you know, genuinely curious, like what the Melissa Christian answer is to this one. I do see sometimes whether it's like with women in business or with women in sports, um, you know, that some people will take the position, including women, you know, women and men that like, well, if you're trying to make this a whole big sort of special movement, you're not letting it be a, you know, like you're not championing the idea that it's equal, right? So there's this sense is like, if you're sort of like putting on this pedestal, this idea of like, hey, let's focus on and pour money into, you know, women in sports, like why don't instead we just like be strong women representing all the things we want to do. And like eventually, you know, society will catch up. And like, I know what the Sarah Apgar answer is to that question or like that sort of position or whatever, but I'm really curious, like what you would say, you know, if given your, your sort of moment to limelight to those people who sort of carry, you know, whistle that tune because you see it out there and you respect the idea that you want to, of course, like just go about your day and represent all of the things that we're talking about in a way that's strong and never, ever asking for, you know, some mm -hmm. kind of special treatment. But there is sort of that interesting, we have a good way of just like, you know, spinning up these sort of like these, these sort of lines of thinking. So I just curious, like, what would, what would you say to someone who sort of makes that argument? Yeah. Um, I would say that progress takes work and we know that there is work that needs to be done to provide um, equal and appropriate experiences for female athletes. So you know, if I think about it as as an athlete or someone thinking about my physical fitness, if if I need to work on my leg muscles today, it doesn't mean nothing's happening with my arms. You know, I'm probably working on some. I'm just targeting some some focus um, in whatever part of my body I really need to strengthen. And um, so that's what I would say. It's it's just we need progress. We need to speed up the progress, in my opinion. You know, Title IX has been around for how long? And there are still every year, um, you know, even at some of my institutions where I was an athlete, Dartmouth, there have been Title IX lawsuits. So it just shows that you have to work at it um, and progress takes time. I will say though, Another reason why I love um, being able to work for a company that cares so much about doing good in the world is that, you know, it's not only women and not only girls that we, we support. And yes, we talk about it because it needs to be talked about, but there's so much happening to also ensure that, you know, there are some young boys who don't have the opportunity to play and we need to help them, whether it's resource or whatever. Um, so it's not to say that because we're talking about something, we're not also talking about or doing work in other areas. This is not a zero sum game. It is uh, everyone wins when everyone has better opportunities. So, um, you know, I think I think that would be my response to them. And, and hopefully uh, I yes, I could say that because I feel quite passionately about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. That's, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely, you, you did a much more diplomatic job than I do sometimes when someone's <laughs> carrying that tune with me. It's like, we can't carry it. We can't say it on this deal cast. 
Um, <laughs> terrific. Well, thank you. Always love to, you know, it's good to, to make sure that those conversations are, are transparent and that we are like responding to each other, you know, so that's mm-hmm. really, that's really helpful. Um, so we'll wrap up now, Melissa, and just, you know, what is next for you and your role for Dick Sporting Goods in some of the upcoming initiatives, anything big? I mean, obviously you can't give away, you know, top secrets here in public, but like what's some of your next focus going forward, like towards the end of this year? Now we're after the post-Olympics um, and heading into next year, and we'll wrap up that way with hearing about what's next on your radar. Absolutely. Um, well, I mentioned the There She Is campaign, which we really aired on broadcast um, throughout the Olympics. You'll probably see that um, in a few different places, even some um, some fun spots, including something that people probably don't expect from Addict Sporting Goods, but will be in the September issue of Vogue's magazine, which is their, their fashion issue of the year. Um, and it's bringing that same concept to life in a disruptive property, we think. Um, that's all about beauty and, and showing um, the, the various sides of beauty as we see it through the, the strong and, and incredible women of America. So um, check that out. We're excited by that. Um, but there are some big exciting things coming that I can't talk about. So I'd ask your, your um, listeners or anyone watching this to just you know follow Dick Sporting Goods on social so you don't miss anything. And that's not a shameless plug as a retailer, that truly is. I just am so excited about the work that we're doing and um, especially the team of our the Dick Sporting Goods Foundation and our Sports Matter effort. I mentioned we have a truck. Maybe some people have seen the truck across the country. It was quite funny and I'm, I, we were in Knoxville, Tennessee for a, a business trip and we we saw the Sports Matter truck in the wild and we were all so excited to see something that you work on in concept and you see in paper and you get videos from on the ground to actually see it in real life. So I hope maybe some of you have seen it as we're truly gifting the gift of sport to, to youth across the country um, and a lot of great work happening there. So more to come. I, some I can't share as I mentioned, but, but follow along and I hope that people are are as proud as I am about the work that the company is doing. I'm so grateful to be at an organization, like I said, that's that's doing good good work, um, both in women's sports and other areas. But thank you, thank you for the opportunity to talk about it, Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you coming on. And as we close, so if um, for listeners that really have an interest in um, I guess two two sort of questions. One is where what's the best way? Clearly, you know, your, what are your best social channels and sort of like places for people to find um, more about sort of Dick Sporting Goods in general? And also, if somebody was like listening, was like really inspired by you and like your career and like by what Dix is doing and wants to sort of like get involved or maybe like volunteer for an event or something with the truck or whatever, like what is the best way for that person to do that? Um, tell us kind of how to find you and navigate. Yeah, absolutely. So on social, I do think Instagram is at least my favorite place to keep up to date on what's happening across the company and even with some of those sports matter efforts that I talked about. If you're interested about programming on the Dick Sporting Goods Foundation specifically, you can go to sportsmatter.org and you can find a ton of information about how to get involved, how to donate, also just the work that that team is doing. Um, And then similarly on the Dick Sporting Goods site, if you go to the bottom, go to our press room or go to investor relations, you can find a ton of information. We just actually 
what is this, August 11th, uh, two or three weeks ago, we issued our purpose playbook, which is our version of um, our report on what we're doing from a, a CSR standpoint. And, and as I say, doing good in the world. And you can learn information about the sports aspect that I've talked about, but even environmental issues and, and a lot of great things. So that could be an, in, if you're just interested in what we're doing, that is definitely a great resource. If you wanna connect with me specifically, um, I would say LinkedIn's probably the best bet. Let me know you've listened to this. And, and if you have a question, um, you know, would love to connect, would love to hear from folks. And um, I think those, you'd be pretty well suited if, if you, you hit any of those. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. You're not hiding um, is the answer. Cool. So great. Well, thank you so much. And can't, we can't wait to see what's next. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Awesome. All right. We will catch you next time team. Thanks so much for tuning in.